0: If you're an online course or membership owner, chances are you have heard the word evergreen before. Maybe you've even thought about launching an evergreen campaign yourself. You want that promise of being able to see your course or membership get sales day in and day out without having to launch but it feels complicated, or maybe you've tried it before and you pulled the plug because you weren't sure if it was successful or you wanted to scale and you ended up losing money. Well, today I have my friend, Scott Paley, who is an absolute expert in scaling using evergreen methods. He's gonna be sharing with us three traps that we need to be looking out for, and he's giving you an incredible free resource that is gonna change your evergreen game. This is for you, the online business owner who wants to maximize your profit and multiply your impact. I'm Shanna, host of the Community Creators Podcast. I've spent over a decade helping top brands and entrepreneurs create thriving communities that increase their reach, retention, and revenue. This podcast is where I share my best insights and invite you into conversations with the world's leading community creators and cultivators. So grab your favorite mug, fill it up, and let's get started. So, today we're gonna to be chatting with my longtime friend, Scott Paley. We've been in a mastermind together for many years, but Scott is a successful membership site owner of two membership sites. So he's the co-founder of the Nonprofit Leadership Lab, which serves nonprofit leaders, and then Evergreen Edge Academy, which serves business owners like you who want to start or scale their evergreen efforts in their business. And that's what we're gonna be talking about today. We're really gonna be diving into that, and Scott's gonna be sharing some lessons that he's learned about going evergreen with your membership or your course or whatever online business you have, That he's experienced in scaling a membership to more than 4,000 members. That's incredible, right? So today, Scott works specifically with membership site owners to achieve that same kind of evergreen success. And so we're going to dive in to a few things that you need to pay attention to today when it comes to evergreen. But first, I just want to say hello, Scott, how are you? It's good to see you, friend.
1: Thanks so much for having me on the show today.
0: Yeah, this is awesome. Okay, so we have to dive in with the question I always ask everybody so they can get to know you a little bit. What's your favorite community you've ever been a part of and what do you love about it?
1: Oh, wow. I've been in a bunch, including some with you, Shanna. So don't take this the wrong way if I don't put one of those as my favorite because it's close. It's very close. I think I would say, I'm going to pass out my geek card right now. I, in college, was in the acapella scene. And I was a member of a group called the Brown Derbies. That whole community, that whole scene was kind of the center of my college life. So I have to say that that was probably
0: my favorite. Okay. So I've had somebody say something similar before. I think they were part of like a theater group. And they talked about just how strong the community was, especially since you travel together. So did you travel together and do all of that?
1: Oh, yeah. So we had gigs all over the country. We would travel, uh, I mean, a lot on the East Coast for sure, but throughout the whole United States. And we even did some big international trips. We spent a couple of weeks in Russia and the Baltics back right after I'll date myself now. Right after the whole Yeltsin coup thing in the early 90s. And we also spent an entire summer once in Japan, traveling around and touring.
0: Okay, so this is super cool because we've talked on the podcast before about the importance of shared experiences and how when you have common bonds and a common cause and a common culture, like, yes, that makes a really strong community. But one of the ways to really solidify that connection is to create the opportunity for shared experiences among your members. And that's exactly what you're talking about, right? You all traveled together. You traveled internationally together. You obviously all had a similar interest, but you had a similar cause because you were in this group. You were all there for the betterment of that group and the enjoyment of the people coming, the guests. So that's a perfect example of shared experience. And I bet you probably still feel a deep connection with a lot of the people from that group, I would guess.
1: Yeah, I mean, it was kind of like a fraternity that made music. And some of the people in that group, I'm still very close with one of my closest friends in the entire world actually is someone who was in that group with me. So
0: that's super cool. I love that. Okay, so we're gonna dive in talking about evergreen, and I really love this topic because you know this, but I have a lot of clients that are either doing the evergreen and the launch model, or they're trying to move completely over to the evergreen model. And I've also witnessed, as you have, being in the same mastermind together, a lot of people in the mastermind that have wanted to do evergreen, but they make quite a few mistakes. And I love it because you're never shy about calling them out on the mistakes that they're making that are, is really holding them back. And this is perfect because I was literally just having a conversation with a a really, I won't say who, but a really big name in the industry, the CEO of this business talking about their membership yesterday. And they were saying that they were seeing something that one of my clients is seeing is that they're not getting as good of an ROI on launches as they used to in the past. And so a lot of the time and energy they're putting into these traditional, really intensive launches is actually really sucking up the ROI. And they're trying to figure out how to scale the evergreens so that they don't need to do launches anymore. And I'm sure that's a conversation that you're hearing a lot of people say, but I want to just back us up a little bit because I know we have people who are very experienced that watch and listen to this show. And then we have people who are just still dipping their toes into the online business space. So can you just give us like an idea of what are we talking about evergreen? It's not trees, right? <laughs> what are we talking about?
1: Well, it can be true. But in this particular case, what we're talking about is setting up a, a system or a funnel of some sort that allows new members to come into your membership day after day after day. And this can be true regardless of whether you have an open membership that anyone can join at any time anyway, or even a closed membership, where what the Evergreen funnel is doing is allowing sort of a backdoor way of getting in while still allowing for that sense of urgency that a closed model typically would have.
0: Yeah. So when I hear you say like closed and open, so just for everybody's understanding, in a membership, you have the option to say like, you can buy anytime or join at anytime, that would be an open model. Or you can say, you can only register during certain periods. And those are often launch periods, whether it's a big launch or a small launch, you're like, We're only going to have the doors open for five days and then they're going to close. But what some people are doing, and many of you don't know that some of your favorite online business owners are doing this because you somehow magically have not seen the Facebook ad, right? But in the background, they have these ads running all the time or different little ways that you can get into what we call an evergreen funnel, which means that you can get an offer that's kind of exclusive to you in that moment as a, a deadline and maybe even an incentive that's limited and exclusive for somebody who's in that particular funnel, right?
1: Yeah, that's exactly right. And, you know, you mentioned launches and the ROI of launches coming down a little bit. And that can be obviously very frustrating. And especially, you know, when you're so reliant on launches, where this is the way that you bring in members, bringing people into your membership, and that's it. It can be very stressful right? I mean, there are people who love, love, love to launch. There are other people who would, if they could never launch again. Uh, I had one of my students actually wrote to me earlier today. She's just finishing up a launch. And she said, for the amount of time and effort we've been putting into this launch and the return we're getting, I'm questioning all of my life choices. (laughs) And I cannot wait to take this evergreen. (laughs) So, you know, there's the thing is, when you're launching, right, you just there's so much out of your control. And what happens if there's a natural disaster? While you're launching? What happens if there's a major tech outage? What happens if I mean, it could be it doesn't have to be something major, you just put the wrong link in an email.
0: Yeah, or Facebook, like I know, our friend Stu was launching this week. And Facebook actually had a big ad issue. And so costs were skyrocketing. And everybody was like, turn your ads off. Facebook has a glitch in the system. And when you're only selling for five days, and you have to be off for a day or 12 hours, or even a few hours, that's 1000s of dollars. And for him, probably 10s of 1000s.
1: Yeah, there's a lot of eggs in one basket there. And especially if you're only going to launch once or twice a year. If it doesn't go well, like, What does that mean for your business? It's really hard if that's the only way that you're bringing in members. Now, launching works great. I mean, there's I have nothing against launching. I just think what happens is you get to a certain size where, and I know you talk about retention on this podcast all the time, but no matter how good your retention is, it's never going to be 100%. You're always going to have some churn. So even if you have outstanding retention, you know, 97% monthly retention, you get to a certain size where that 3% that you're losing every month is actually a lot of people (laughs) like that represents a lot of people. So when you have 5,000 members and you lose 3% every month, that's 150 people that you're losing every single month. If you only do a launch once a year, you've got to get 12 times 150 people. Just to go steady, just to go sideways, just get back to where you were a year ago. And yeah, okay, you can launch more often, but you can't launch every week, right? It's not really a launch at that point. So one of the big benefits, one of the things that Evergreen does is it allows you to get through this this plateau, what I call the launch plateau, where your churn ends up equaling about what you're bringing in on a launch. If you can use evergreen, even just to keep things steady in between launches, and then you do a launch, you can go sideways for a while and then way up sideways and then way up. And that's a good way to grow too. But even better is if your evergreen is outpacing your churn, and there are definitely ways to do that. And that allows for consistent and steady growth all throughout the year, day after day.
0: Yeah, and I see this with my clients because, I mean, you know this, but I have a client who's like 14 15,000 members, and every half percent for retention makes a huge difference. And they've recently made the decision to stop doing bigger launches and to go all evergreen. And it's been interesting to watch. When they put all of their energy into Evergreen, what has happened with the growth of the membership and their membership goals are actually much higher than I would have anticipated, seeing as how they're not going to be launching anymore. But I think part of it too, like a lot of people don't talk about this, but you and I are data nerds, so we do talk about this. (laughs) I think the, the beautiful thing about Evergreen is that you have a constant influx of data, So you can always be tweaking, whereas in a launch situation, you might get data on that page for 48 hours, and maybe you make a couple tweaks, like you don't even have enough time to properly A, B test things, and then it's a whole nother year before you launch again. And let me tell you this, the world changes in a year, your audience shifts in a year, and what you learned a year ago in your launch may not even be relevant even more anymore. So I really, I love that about Evergreen. And I'm sure you'll talk about that a little bit, but just about how you get so much data that you can even apply to your launches. If you're still doing launches, that data you're getting from Evergreen, you can apply it and it's keeping your ad account nice and warm so that if you move into a launch, you don't feel like you're starting from scratch, which Facebook doesn't really like.
1: Yeah, I should tell you what our our friend Stu McLaren said to me. Now, Stu is somebody who loves to launch, loves, loves, loves the energy of it i mean he he lives for launching right but he also said to me i love launching but launches give us a very short window to optimize the experience evergreen gives us the opportunity to dial things in so much faster so exactly what you're saying
0: yeah so let's talk about this so if somebody's sitting here and they're like okay i, I want to get started with evergreen or maybe they are like i can't tell you how many <laughs> People reach out to me and I don't deal with the marketing side of things, but they're clearly frustrated by the lack of success they're seeing in their evergreen funnel. So what are the things that we need to be looking for or avoiding if we're moving into the evergreen space or trying to scale?
1: Yeah, I've seen the same thing. And honestly, this is a big reason why I created the Evergreen Edge Academy is to help people break through and and actually have success with evergreen because- the promise of it is so big. I'm going to talk about three different traps that I see that people fall into quite frequently when they attempt to go evergreen. It makes them think they're not having success, but it's not a big deal to make changes to these and then therefore have a lot more success.
0: Okay. And I'm going to pause you before you dive into them real quick, because I want you to listen to this because A lot of people sell Evergreen like mailbox money. Like you're going to turn this funnel on and then you're going to sleep and you're just going to keep getting all this money and you're never going to have to touch your ads again. You're never going to have to touch the funnel again. But anybody who has ever run a successful Evergreen funnel knows But that's not true. Like you are going to need to be working to get this evergreen funnel going. And you're going to need to know what to be looking for and how to set it up properly. It's not just like a one and done. So keep that in mind. Like as you're listening to this, it is something that I believe is essential for everybody as they begin to scale to understand but don't believe that lie that you can just turn on the faucet and walk away. And you're going to hear some of that as Scott talks about these three traps that you can fall into.
1: Yeah. Now that is the nirvana. That's the ideal. That is what we aspire to, but it is frankly unattainable where it's never a point where you're completely just, it's running passively and you can just ignore it for a long period of time. But one of the things we are trying to work towards is a point where it's kind of running in the background and you just have to check in on it now and then and then make some tweaks and be really guided and intentional about what those tweaks are so that it's not so time consuming. Once you get to that point, you can spend a whole lot more of your time focused on your members, focused on serving, focused on retention activities, focused on member experience and a whole lot less time worrying about acquisition, which is to the benefit of your members and of course, to Your sanity, because I'm imagining for most of your listeners, Shanna, they didn't get into the membership business because they wanted to focus on member acquisition. It's because they wanted to serve in some way.
0: I'd say that's for sure.
1: All right. So the first one is they get started, they build it, they run it, and then they pull the plug too soon. And so I want to use a metaphor here. Imagine for a moment that you are digging for oil you have an oil well that you're building. You wouldn't dig a well without knowing upfront, without doing the study to figure out how big is the potential oil deposit? How deep is it? How much are you gonna have to dig? How much time might it take to get to the oil? How much is it gonna cost? So you would do some kind of survey first. Now imagine that you don't have the tech available to you to get that clarity to know all of those things what could happen you might start digging and then it could be literally 10 feet before you get to the actual oil and you just all right this is taking too long this is i have no idea if we'll ever hit it forget it and you were you were right there this happens all the time people do this all the time with their evergreen funnels they try it for a bit it doesn't seem like it's working They've spent some ad dollars. It's They're maybe losing some money in the early going, and they have no insight into how long it might take before they might start to make money or how much they might make. And so they pull the plug. So an example of this, a client of mine who runs a big membership site. Now she had uh, been very successful for a long time with launches. She hit the launch plateau, which we talked about earlier. And she brought me in to help her company, her membership, go evergreen. And she had all the elements that you would need for it. She had a a high converting webinar, one that had worked really well on launches. They'd run ads very successfully. They knew their messaging worked really well because of their launches. They had all the elements they needed. So we got this all set up. We ran it for a few months. And I should mention, this was one of the very first clients that I ever worked with on Evergreen and it ran a few months and it didn't immediately pay off. It wasn't making money right away I lost some money in the early going. And a few months in, she still hadn't made any money and she got scared that it wasn't working. And she pulled the plug after that happened. The hindsight for me was what I realized was that all of this fear ultimately came from a lack of clarity around what to expect, what was supposed to happen? What did success actually look like? It's scary to invest money into something when you don't make an immediate return.
0: Which just, by the way, is how most businesses operate. But in the online world, like we don't have the risk tolerance of most business owners.
1: Well, and the thing to remember is you're talking about memberships, we're talking about recurring revenue. Yeah. And so the lifetime value of a member isn't Coming to you on day one. In fact, usually a pretty small fraction of the lifetime value is coming on that first transaction, and so you have to be able to look at how long is it going to take for any individual member to become profitable on average. So, given all that, more to your point, you know, think about it. Imagine you were buying real estate; you were making an investment in real estate. We have a lot of friends who are really into real estate investing, do they expect to get all their money back and profit like in the first month after they've made the purchase of the property? No, of course not. It takes them years typically just to get back to profitability before they actually start making money. And yet you're right. In the online world, we have this tendency to think, well, if I am not profitable on day one, this is a bad investment. But what I learned in analyzing this is that actually that is really misguided, but it's also a really big reason people fall into this trap of pulling the plug too early. So what I did was I ended up creating the survey technology to figure out how deep the oil well is and how much oil you might extract from it. I created something that I call the Evergreen Calculator, which I know you you have seen, Shanna. And the calculator What it does is it takes into account certain factors like your membership's retention rate and the different pricing options that you give and how much you're spending on ads and what is a normal cost per acquisition for you. And then it'll tell you how much you can expect to make or how many members you can expect to gain. It'll tell you how long it will take to make it. And it'll tell you how much you'll need to invest at the beginning before you start seeing a profit. So I created this calculator. I plugged in this client's numbers and the results were really interesting. Turns out she was literally one month away from profitability. So she pulled the plug in that metaphorical 10 feet before hitting the oil well. If the projections held in six months, she would have made a 4X return on her investment. If she had kept going 24 months in, she would have had a 12X return. She pulled the bar. So anyway, I brought this to retention. We are now re-engaging. <laughs> she got all excited about this. so So this is hopefully gonna pick up again really soon. But the big thing is every single one of my clients, the first thing we do is go through this calculator as a first step so that they understand what's coming, what to expect, and that they can then be able to make better decisions as a result.
0: And if you're listening to this right now and you're like, "Uh, I need this calculator, you can get it. You can go to evergreenedge.com slash Shanna with one N S H A N A. And we'll mention that again at the end of the episode. And of course, we'll have it in the notes there, but you'll be able to get your hands on this calculator so that you can see how much, you know, how long it's going to take you to hit oil in your business as well.
1: All right. So that was number one, right? Don't pull the plug too soon. Number two is delaying scaling until everything is quote-unquote perfect. So another way to say this is that the funnel has to be performing at a certain level before you can scale it. I remember a couple years ago when I was contemplating creating the Evergreen Edge Academy and we were at our mastermind together and I was on a hot seat and I asked the whole group I know a lot of you have talked about creating evergreen funnels for your memberships. And I keep hearing about this over and over again for many months, years, long time. What is stopping you from moving forward? What are you scared about? What is the blocker here? And one of the things that came up was exactly this issue, which is, I never feel like my funnel is performing well enough to just scale it, to just turn on this the spigot. And I keep tweaking it, I keep tweaking it, I keep tweaking it, and this happens, right? Why does this happen? It happens in part because there's no urgency. When you have a launch, one of the nice things about a launch is you have a deadline. You're launching on May 15th, well, you need to get your stuff in gear, you need to get it out, and at some point, It just needs to be, oh, it's it's good enough. And it goes, right? With Evergreen, there's not like a date where it has to go live by. Whatever date is set, you've set it, it's artificial. There's no external pressure on it. So it's harder to get yourself to say, this is good enough. But This is kind of backwards in a way that people stay in this kind of testing mode forever, which is that when you launch, when you're launching, we talked about it before, you only got one shot to get it right. Like the need to have things be kind of perfect is really high when you're launching. It's hard to get your head around the idea that it's okay to not be perfect when you're dealing with a launch. But with Evergreen, you constantly are iterating. You constantly have a chance to test, to try things, to make it a little bit better, to make it a little bit better. It's a totally different mindset in how you approach this thing. So with Evergreen, what the goal should be is to get it good enough, then scale it, and then optimize further, and then scale further, and on and on we go.
0: So is that kind of a factor of like knowing your numbers so well... That you can see where it's like, okay, I'm at a good point where I can scale this more. And then eventually, as you scale, that's going to shift and you're going to start realizing the ROI isn't there as much. And so now, instead of pulling the plug, that's when you tweak and then you get it better. You get your ROI kind of back up where it needs to be. And then you can scale again. Is that what that looks like, essentially?
1: Basically. And it's even simpler than that, which is you know, you've gotten to the point where it's good enough in terms of good enough to scale by knowing really just, you only need to really know two numbers. Your max CPA, I'll explain what that is in just a moment, and your actual CPA. CPA stands for cost per acquisition, right? So your actual CPA is just how much is it costing you on average to acquire one new member, to bring in one new member? So if you spend on average, or let's say you spend $1,000 on ads, and that brings you ten new members. Then your CPA is a thousand divided by ten is hundred, right? So that's your actual cost per acquisition, your actual CPA. What is a max CPA? It's the other number you need to know. What that represents is what is the most money on average that you should be willing to spend to sign up a new member. The most money that you should be willing to spend to sign up a new member. So for example, if you can calculate that if you spend up to a ceiling of $150 to acquire a member and that that works for your business model and your actual CPA is 100, you have a gap. You have a gap between that max and the actual. And the bigger that gap is, the more comfort you can have to scale. And in fact, if you wait... And say, okay, well, my max CPA is $150, and I'm currently at 100, but let's see if I can get it down to 80 or 60 or 40 before I start scaling, because then I can really make some money. Well, to an extent, that's true. But all of that time and energy, and frankly, money that it's going to take you to get that optimization better and better and better and better, is a whole lot of time that you've wasted not bringing in more members, not scaling this whole thing funnel in this effort. Then the question comes up, well, okay, how do I figure out my max CPA? The quick answer is you can use the calculator that I'm gifting to all of your listeners to help figure that out. And what you do is you put all your numbers into the calculator. So again, your pricing options, your retention rates, your ad spend, you'll put in what your current cost per acquisition is. And if you don't know, that's fine. You can just plug in a guess to start And what the calculator will show you then is how long it's gonna take you to get to profitability, how much you'll need to invest and how profitable your evergreen funnel can be over time. So you look at that outcome, you say, okay, it's gonna take four months to get back to profitability and I'll need to invest $5,000 overall. But once I get to the other side of that in 12 months, I will have six X my investment. 10x to my investment, whatever it is. And you look at that and you say, is that outcome acceptable for my business? Well, in the case that I just said, for my business, it would absolutely be terrific. I'd be thrilled. If the answer is yes, that is acceptable. You increase the CPA in the calculator and you try it again. You run it again with a higher number. Is that acceptable? And you keep going up until it's no longer acceptable. Or you move it down until it is acceptable. And you iterate until you hit the highest cost for acquisition, the highest number that is workable, that's good for your business. And that number is your max CPA.
0: And that'll factor in too, like as you're doing this in the calculator, be thinking about profitability as well. Cause I know as sometimes as online business owners, we can think 100% revenue and we forget, like we actually have to pay, like run this membership. We might have team members or whatever it might be. So that might impact your max cost per acquisition is looking at like your actual profitability in the business overall. But I think most people probably underestimate instead of Overestimating what their their max CPA is and then they freak out because they're not thinking about LTV. And we have a podcast episode about that. So go to the podcast, search lifetime value, and you'll find a podcast episode. We keep talking about LTV. We have that, a podcast episode that can help you calculate that, although I'm sure it's probably in the calculator or something as well. But this is super helpful because I think I think this is the stuff that is really scary because we make decisions out of fear when we lack the information we need to make a wise choice. And I think if you need to pull the plug, that's fine, right? If you need to reiterate, that's fine. But we want to make sure you're doing so because you have information that tells you you should. Not because in your gut, you're nervous. Because being an entrepreneur, it requires risk. And the more we're willing to risk and feel that uncertainty in our gut, the more success we often see. But as my friend always says, and I think she quotes somebody else, she says, in God, I trust everyone else bring data. Like that's kind of how I I think about it as well Is like, set yourself up for success to where you can make better decisions because you have this kind of data that is going to be provided with the calculator.
1: Yeah, I look at this kind of knowledge as putting on guardrails. So yes, in a sense, all of this entrepreneurial stuff we do is risky, but like it can be risky to climb a mountain, for example. But if there are guardrails that kind of stop you from, you know, you'd have to be pretty intentional to actually fall off a cliff. It's not, it's not quite as risky anymore, is it? So that's really what we're trying to accomplish with the calculator and with this methodology is to know, is it time to scale, which would be the case if your actual CPA, your actual cost per acquisition is much lower than your max. If it's above your max, well, no, you should not be scaling. If it's way above, you might want to pull the plug. If it's somewhat above, then you go to the next stage, which is optimization. And you're going to look for what are the ways that I can optimize this funnel to make it work so that I could bring my cost per acquisition down So it's far enough below my max that I feel comfortable scaling.
0: Okay, so we've got pulling the plug too soon and then we have waiting till everything is perfect to scale. What's the third one we need to be looking out for?
1: Yes, the third one is spending too much of your time inefficiently that people don't understand or know what optimal performance can look like for their funnel. And when they do, they don't necessarily have a strategy for how to get there. They try to do all the things. So what I'm talking about here is like performance of your ads or your registration page or the performance of your webinar or the sales page or any of the different points in your funnel that could be tweaked and optimized in some way. So you just know, okay, this isn't working as well as I want. And then I just say, okay, well, I think the registration page could be working better. So you spend a whole bunch of time working on the registration page and you make it better and it improves. Okay. But does that improvement actually have a sizable impact on your overall outcome that you're going for, which is more members? And the answer, of course, is a higher performing registration page is going to ultimately result in more members. But was it worth the investment of time and energy? Was it worth the investment that you're making into this? And so you got to remember the point of all of this about going evergreen is to keep things simpler, right? You want to be able to bring new members in day after day without having to constantly be hustling for it. And so if you're spending tons of time optimizing every little thing and you don't know what to focus on and you try to focus on everything, what's going to happen? You're going to get frustrated eventually and you're going to give it up. So how do you handle that? To solve for this, I have also analyzed, like, what does good look like? What does great look like? What does suboptimal look like in all of these different steps along your funnel? And I developed a really simple chart that shows that, but it also shows, like, if you're in certain ranges for each of these different areas, does it make sense to go all in investing in improving are optimizing that specific area. Will it improve, or lower your cost per acquisition overall enough to be worth investing time and energy into? I am also going to make this chart available to your listeners at the same URL at evergreenedge.com slash Shanna. So you'll be able to find it there as well. And I, I think about this, I think about the story of my student, Dahlia. Just it'll help illustrate this, this issue. Her cost per lead... And her show-up rates were both good. Now, there was room for improvement, for sure. As an example, her show-up rate was 45%. What I mean by show-up rate is for every 100 people, she had this was a webinar funnel, for every 100 people who were signing up for her webinar, 45 of them would actually show up to watch it. Now, if you're not familiar with webinars and you don't do, well, everyone here is familiar with webinars, but in terms of doing webinars... A 45% show-up rate is actually pretty good. People very typically are in the 30s. That seems to be the most common. Lots of my students are actually getting 50, 60% show-up rates and up. In the webinars that I run, as an example, for my other membership, the Nonprofit Leadership Lab, we've been consistently getting over 60% show-up rates for like the last two and a half years. So it's definitely possible to do better than 45%. But 45% is pretty good. So even looking at that, we did our analysis and what we found was that the biggest opportunity for her was in increasing her sales page conversion, not in worrying about the show up rate. Her sales page conversion was converting at the time at 2.2%, which is okay. We made some changes. We made some tweaks. We did some testing and we were able to move that conversion rate up from 2.2% to 3.4%. Okay. Well, that might not sound like a huge thing. 2.2 to 3.4. Okay, but here's what the outcome of that is. That all by itself lowered her cost per acquisition on average from $180 down to $116.
0: That's a huge difference.
1: Huge difference. This tiny little tweak, this tiny little improvement in conversion of her sales page took her CPA, her cost per acquisition on average from 180 down to 116. And this was the thing that was magical about this is that we had calculated her max CPA and it was 140. So when she was at 180, she was not in any position to scale. She would have lost money if she scaled. By getting it down to 116, she was able to start scaling. And when your actual cost per acquisition is below that max, the more you spend, the more you make. And that's what that little tweak was able to do for her. Now, if she had focused instead on improving her cost per lead or her show-up rates or you know, got them above the ranges they were, and they were already in normal ranges, and if anything, they were on the good side of normal, would not have had nearly the same impact. So the third one is you want to make sure that you're spending your time efficiently. You want to make sure you understand where you can actually get the biggest bang for your buck.
0: And I love this one because I think in all areas of business, we struggle to know where to put our time and energy and to be able to put numbers to it. In fact, all the time I get asked do you have benchmarks about XYZ? And I'm like, no, I don't actually, because I have a handful of clients and what we do is pretty unique. And I really don't know that many people who are doing this particular type of comeback campaign or whatever it might be. That's a particular message I got this week. So I love that you've created these benchmarks so that people can actually see where to focus their energy. Because I think as a business owner, Oftentimes, we want to imagine that there's a marketing director running all of this. And I know for some of my listeners, I know some of y'all are at that stage, which is amazing. Be proud of it. But for most of you, you're the one doing this. And you probably didn't get into entrepreneurship and memberships to look at numbers all day and to analyze Facebook ads and conversion rates. And when we talk about all of that, your eyes start to glaze over. And so to have a toolkit like this where you can have the calculator, you can have these benchmarks, you can see, like, oh, this is red, this is not good, that's where our energy needs to go. That's making sure that you're optimizing what little time that you have. And I love how that just connected to the cost per acquisition and being something that set her up to be able to scale because I think that is that's the key right we need to know our numbers well enough and to know where we can put our energy so that we know when it's time to scale when it's time to optimize And hopefully over time, you're able to get that cost per acquisition to where it stays in a beautiful range that allows you to remain profitable and allows you to continue to scale. And for some people, I know you've encountered this, I think with some of the clients that you've worked with, scale to the point where eventually you have to move outside of meta, right? Facebook and Instagram, because you're really maxing out what you're capable of doing there with Evergreen. And so some of my clients are using Google ads and YouTube ads and other platforms at this point, because they've really maxed out their scale even on the meta platform. And and that's what that's what I want for people like I want I know my community of listeners here, you all have amazing memberships with big hearts to serve. And I want more people in your membership. And I know that this feels overwhelming. But that is why we have smart people like Scott. Even my, I'm a part of Scott's membership. Not, you know, you're probably like, why are you part of Scott's membership? Because I know that there is a membership in me. Many of you have been emailing me and bugging me for that membership, and so I got in super early because I was like, oh, yep. Well, the Scott's going to be teaching Evergreen. I'm going to be in that membership because I know that that is how I'm going to want to scale, and even. I've talked about this before on the podcast, but it's not that I'm against launches by any means. However, as a mom of four and a grandmother to one who loves my flexibility and has worked in very intense launches before, I have really just said that in this season of life, it is not for me. And that's okay. You know, it's just not for me. And so I know that evergreen is uh, something that is going to have to be a focus for me. If and when I get a membership going. so You mean when? Yeah, when. When I get a membership going. I love it. Okay, Scott, so what would you say to somebody who is listening right now? And they're like, this all sounds well and good. Like, this is great. I get I should be doing Evergreen. And I really appreciate that you have all this great information. By the way, just before I forget, evergreenedge.com slash Shanna, S-H-A-N-A. You'll get all of that awesome stuff. And I think... You're going to actually be offering like 10 minute laser coaching calls with people. So I think that's going to answer the question I have, which is how does somebody know if they're ready for Evergreen or if they're ready to like scale at a deeper level with Evergreen? Is that something that that laser coaching call is essentially for?
1: Yeah, that's exactly what it's for. Yeah. So you're going to have access to the calculator, you'll have access to the optimization chart. And if you are, already knowledgeable enough on how to use these kind of things, it's going to be super helpful for you. Not everybody, most people, frankly, who are focused more on the serving your member side, on the creative side of things, and maybe aren't as much of data geeks that you and I are, Shanna, could use some help. And so if you would like me to help you understand how either of those resources, the calculator or the optimization chart, could apply to your membership, you'll be able to on that same page, you'll be able to book a 10 minute laser coaching session with me, where we can talk through it and see if Evergreen makes sense for you. And if the Evergreen Edge Academy makes sense for you.
0: I love this. You're so generous. I'm so excited because y'all I've been friends with Scott for a long time. And he has been you know the secret weapon behind memberships helping them scale with evergreen much like people have said that I'm the secret weapon on the the community side of things right but now he's actually talking about what he's been doing i think this is one of his first podcast episodes if not his first because i'm like scott people need to know what you do and now you actually have a scalable way for people to learn that, because it used to just work one on one, and that was all you could get of Scott. Kind of like it's all you can get of me right now. And now he has this opportunity for you to be in community with him, to be learning from him on a regular basis through Evergreen Edge Academy. So definitely go to evergreenedge.com/shanna, get those free resources, and book your laser coaching call with Scott, so that you can find out if Evergreen is the right fit for you right now, or if you're ready to scale. If that's the stage that you're in, Scott, thank you so much for coming and hanging out with me today
1: my absolute pleasure my role is to help people get them in yours is to help them keep them in so it's all it's all very very complimentary
0: it's like peanut butter and jelly i love it
1: (laughs) i appreciate you as always and thank you so much for having me today
0: thanks for being here hey friend thanks for listening if you like this episode make sure to subscribe then do me a favor and leave a review letting me know what you want to hear more of. To learn more about the show or connect with me, head to shanalin.com. That's S-H-A-N-A-L-Y-N-N.com. Until next time. Hey, if you're serious about creating a thriving online community, then you need to really understand the four foundations of every thriving community. I'm going to teach it to you in a free seven minute training. That's right. It's just seven minutes. You don't even have to give me your email address to get access. All you have to do is go to freecommunitytraining.com or DM me the word training over on Instagram to get access.